previously on the Sports Refuge podcast. As far as like the worst beer, like I, I wouldn't be able to think of any names. I wouldn't get them again if I didn't like them. So, from Delaware, almost live. This is a Sports Refuge podcast. This is the weekly podcast featuring interviews with guests discussing their connection to sports. And now, here's your host, Earl Holland. And welcome to this episode of the Sports Refuge Podcast. I'm your host, Earl Holland. This is a podcast where we talk to guests about their connection to sports. With the 91st Academy Awards around the corner, I decided to do a special episode with two of the three hosts of the podcast, Movies and a Meal, Ben Penserga and Brad Wilkins. Brad and Ben's co-host Keith Demko was unable to attend this recording, but I do look forward to having him back in another episode. For this special episode, we'll discuss some of our favorite sports movies in all genres, including some of our favorites and some of our least favorite movies. We'll also discuss a recent list of movies released by the website Vulture as they name their favorite 50 sports movies. We'll debate and discuss the list while sharing our own favorites. And later on, we'll discuss the nominees and give our predictions for the 91st Annual Academy Awards set for February 24th. And right now, here's my interview with brad wilkins and ben penserga this week's guests are of the podcast movies and a meal that you can find on apple itunes and podbean ben penserga and brad wilkins how are you guys doing today all right how you doing earl i'm doing all right thank you guys for coming on i know especially this time of year as the oscar nominations come out you know it's always something interesting to talk about i know you guys are big into watching a lot of movies and i wanted to have you on here to not only just talk about those big award nomination movies, but your favorite sports movies in general. That's good. Yeah, fire away. Just starting off with the podcast Movies in a Meal, which you guys can find on iTunes and Podbean. What led to the concept and the creation of the podcast? Well, our friend Keith, you know, we've all worked together. And, uh, you know, yeah. And Keith is a big movie buff. And, you know, I watch all uh, movies and Brad watches superhero movies, not all movies. Yeah. But we had kind of just organically started watching a lot of movies together. And then Keith one day was like, why don't we do a podcast? So, yeah, dude, Keith and Ben started it. Yeah. And then I was invited after I saw a few movies with y'all yeah. in a row. And they were like, why don't you join us? And I'm like, well... Yeah. I mean, I don't see the amount of movies Keith or Ben see, but I see enough where they go, just come on. And I was like, well, yeah. you know what? I'll come see something. And yeah. it's, it's a fun time. I have a fun time. I mean, so. you know, Keith and I, you know, we watch a lot, but we were joking. There's that episode, of, I think it's a pilot episode of 30 Rock, where they're contemplating adding Tracy Morgan, Tracy Jordan to the girl show. And basically it's like, we need like a third heat. You know, Brad is the third <laughs> heat. Um, <laughs> And he kind of injects a little bit more energy and a different perspective than Keith and I have. Yeah. You know, a different viewpoint. And because a lot of times you don't watch some of these movies like us, so you're not conditioned to like look for these things. So you have a, yeah. there's sometimes a more honest and kind of a yeah. raw reaction than maybe Keith or I have. So yeah. It's been good. You know, we started summer 2017 on the uh, Bump app. And that's because it was just the easiest thing to do. And then Bump went away in March of 2018, and then we had kind of a hiatus. And eventually we picked it back up and got on iTunes in late July. So I was telling Brad that if I do my math correctly, we're going to record episode 24 today on February 10th. And then we'll have our 25th episode probably next week, uh, depending on what we see. So it's been fun. We eat a lot. I mean, it's just yeah. an excuse. I mean, I think we would have seen the movies anyway, but yeah. now we just are happy to be recording them. So exactly. We get to eat and talk instead of just talking. So that's always a good thing, in my opinion. We probably should incorporate it more because I think we don't like review the food. But it's just a way to kind of bring us together, I think. 
Instead of just sitting in like a room and just yeah. talking about it, I mean, it adds different restaurants and food joints have yeah. different environments. Yeah. And in my opinion, sometimes it's uh, got a little more of an active environment. The music might be a little louder. You got to adjust to that. Yeah. And then there's sometimes it's like a quiet area of some kind. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a different environment for each different restaurant we go to. And it's interesting to just interact that with what we're talking about with the three of us or the two of us sometimes. It's a good excuse for us to go out and eat, basically. And yeah. again, we're going to talk about movies anyway. So yeah. all we're doing is just bringing a microphone to what we would probably do anyway. I hope the restaurant doesn't kick us out. Yeah. So. Which nobody has. Nobody, nobody has yet, yeah. I mean, occasionally you'll get somebody who will just notice that we're recording, whatever, but no one ever says anything. So. Yeah. so when it came to, I guess, picking locations to where you have your dinner and do the podcast, what are some of the places you've been to, especially, I guess, in the Salisbury, Maryland area? We all have our kind of favorites. Buffalo Wild Wings, even though it's usually packed. Usually we do podcasts on a Sunday, so usually Buffalo Wild Wings is packed on Sundays. But Buffalo Wild Wings, Ben actually introduced Chinatown Buffet to me, and I enjoy that one. But I know, Ben, you're um, more of a... I like Lido's a lot. Yeah. I like the buffet. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he tends to lean a little bit. He likes this place called Yummy Asian, which, uh, Earl, you'll remember, it used to be number one Chinese buffet. In Salisbury, the one that's next to Lido's. Oh, yeah, on the south side? It's not a buffet there. Okay. It's not a buffet there, but... Um, We've been to other places. Like, one time, I know we went to Crackle Barrel. Then that was a special Brad birthday episode. Yeah, I enjoyed me some Crackle Barrel. Yeah. And I know we went to... Uh, what's, the, what's the name of the Asian place? Oh, yeah, there's, a uh, you know... Kodo. Yeah. I mean, we're trying in 2019 to kind of add some new places in there. Because we even usually... I feel like it's, a, it's probably the same six places if you total up, but it's like Fruitland McDonald's, yeah. Boudin Palace in Fruitland, yeah. Lido's, mm-hmm. Yummy Asian, yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings. I think those are probably Chinatown Buffet. China, China, China buffet. Those yeah. are probably our top places to record. Is Yummy Asian a buffet still? Like the old it number? Is, it oh, is. You can yeah. order the menu, but there is still the buffet back there. It hasn't changed. Okay, menu. yeah. Because last time I went there, it been years ago. The best thing about that place course was the salt and pepper shrimp and i feel like there's no other place maybe the pokemon version of the actual remaining yeah. on china buffet but yeah, i remember you and i went to pokemon one time uh, to eat there because i know you raved about it so but yeah and uh, i like it too there's a throwback because i don't know what they call them now like when i was a kid in the cafeteria we called them dixie cups it's a little ice cream so they're uh, like in a little cup there they don't give you the wooden paddle to eat it off of, but uh, yeah, it's the get, same kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think I took, what, five of them? Uh, <laughs> I, I take advantage of the all-you-can-eat. So yeah. I, I take advantage of all-you-can-eat. Yeah. So. <laughs> they have a Homer Simpson, do you have? They <laughs> drag you out uh, yelling, oh, I didn't get all-I-can-eat. Yeah. They, um, yeah, in fact, uh, you know, once I record this, like, Brad and I are going to record a review for Lego Movie Part 2, and yeah. then, uh, I think we're going to have Probably here, just because we're already here, and then we're going to go over to the Chinatown Buffet. I tell you, if you guys ever decide to come up here and do one, cheaper buffet on Sundays that is so much quality food, equal, maybe better than Chinatown Buffet, I feel like Teppanyaki Grill, giving them the shout out, local businesses shop in Delaware. But yeah, like the price that you would pay for going to the Chinatown Buffet at night is actually far cheaper at this one because it's like, on Sunday, it's twelve ninety five. Wow. All yeah. day Sunday. I got you. And, and then yeah. on nights, it's like 1095, 1095 oh. weeknights. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. I like the food there, a wide variety. And yeah. not that many other good Chinese buffets. I've, I've tried a couple there. And yeah, I've been sadly disappointed with those. As gotcha. we move on to our discussion and topics of movies, 
I know, Ben, you sent me a list from the website Vulture of the 50 yeah. best sports movies, and I had scanned through a little bit of them. And some of them I'm wondering, again, we've learned that with movie criticism and criticism of anything in pop culture, sometimes it can be very objective. Yeah. And I don't understand what their rationality was for some of these other ones. It's a very surprising list. Talking to Brad before we start recording, I won't say it is kind of snooty, but it's just what the number ones are and yeah. some of the beloved sports movies, like, um, like kind of deep in the list. Two, two classics that probably a lot of people, if they saw it, would probably put it at least in the top ten was uh, Hoosiers and Rudy. Yeah, they're way and down. They're there. way down there. Hoosiers, I remember off my top of my head, it's twenty second on the list, yeah. and Rudy, I believe, is lower than that. I think it's in the. It's either in the high, 30s, high maybe. yeah, low 30s, high 20s. So, I mean, that's two staples that you would think most lists would have in the top 10. They've got them way down. And there, I can so. understand Rudy, but Hoosiers is a classic. I know there's the hot take from Spike Lee, I guess, before that Hoosiers is racist. I don't see that at all. I mean, it's a product of the time period, too. I you, mean. You're looking at a movie set in the 50s made in 1986 from 2019 eyes. Yeah. But you know, I kind of disagree with that one. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. If we go from the top 25 down, I'm looking at... If, um, the top 10 is uh, basically, uh, they've got Slapshot ranked 10. That's a classic movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, Paul Newman, it's obviously one of the greatest movie stars of all time. Yeah. And it's a different role for... It'd be like... I'm trying to think of a contemporary... It'd be something like if George Clooney... I guess he did a little bit with something like Leatherheads, even though no one watched it. Yeah. Um, but if he just kind of went like totally against character and, yeah. and the hockey movie, I think that would be like what Paul Newman did. Yeah. And I mean, number nine is League of Their Own, which is a good movie. It's classic. I, it's a classic I, movie. I don't know if it's top ten, but it's a real good movie. I mean, uh, it's very quotable. I think, yeah. you know. Tom Hanks puts a heck of a performance on. So I mean, no, There's no crying in baseball is yeah. in the lexicon, even if you've never seen the movie. Plus, it's got an eclectic you, know you know the quote, even though yeah. you may not have seen the movie. And the funny thing is, I look at that list of the top 25, I've seen maybe yeah. about fully six of them. The other bottom half of the 25... I haven't really glanced again, but I feel like I've seen a lot more of those movies. The Major League is one of your, if it's not like your all-time, I know it's really up there for you, Earl. How do you agree with the ranking there? I think, I think that's... Major League is actually 38. Yeah. So I assume, you, I assume you adjust to that and you think it should be higher. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. A ton of quotable uh, lines. Yeah. Yeah. Just the humor in that movie alone just makes it a good movie, in my opinion. A good sports movie just... It adds the backdrop of the Cleveland area, which is uh, hoping for a championship from any team. And, I mean, it, it adds a lot of backdrop to it. And I think it really makes for a good movie. I would definitely have it in my top ten. Major League would be yeah, in my top ten. Yeah, so. I think for sure. So, yeah, I was counting down the list, too. Or I think I've only seen, like, maybe, I think, around your type for the top 25, seven or eight on the list. I mean, if you want. I just want to glance at the top ten. So top ten. It's a little, yeah. Little well, there you go. But that's mine. So, uh, slap shot, a league of their own. Ollie's eight. Seven is the wrestler. Yeah. Six is pride of the Yankees. Five is Foxcatcher. Four is Bull Durham. Three is Rocky. Two is Raging Bull. And one is Hoop Dreams. Yeah. So that's the top ten. I mean, Hoop Dreams is fantastic. I remember watching it on VHS, and it's so long. It's three hours. It, it took two tapes, so you have to like put tape one and tape two in. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's a classic one. I don't really have any beef with that. I'm surprised Foxcatcher is a sports movie, but it's also really a drama. I mean, yeah, I guess there's kind of, there are straight sports movies like Major League yeah. and Hoosiers. And there's, there's 
like Foxcatcher and the Wrestler too. The Wrestler yeah, is a, it's, it's drama, it's but a, it's has some sports in it. Yeah, so like Raging Bull as well. Raging Bull it, it does focus on the boxing, but it's a lot more drama oriented than like even Rocky. Rocky, yeah. I mean, I think there's only maybe like 15 minutes screen time total of Rocky that's actually in the ring. That yeah. might be a little more, but. I mean, that movie was, I don't have it on top of my head, but it's at least two hours long. So, I mean. There's arguments for him, too. I mean, Moneyball really doesn't have any baseball in it, but I think it's, and that one, in fact, I feel like is beyond sports, really. It's about kind of um, going against the grain a little bit and fighting against the system. And it's a good symbol of that. And that's what kind of makes that movie really good. It's yeah. that, you know, you're just like the A's. You know, they really portray the A's as really going against everything that baseball has done for years and being successful at it. And you can apply that same message to your work and just how you live and whatever you do that you don't necessarily have to get in line or, you know, do things because it's always been done that way. You know, you can try to think outside the box. And I look at some of these movies on the list. I believe it can be a very pretentious list just by looking yeah, at it. Yes. Yeah, in fact, I looked at a lot of lists that um, Fox Sports did in 2017, and the movie they had at number one on this list, Hoop Dreams, they had, and they did a top 25, and Hoop Dream was like 21 or 22. So, I mean, it's like you said when you started, each critic will have their own style and their own uh, opinion on a lot of movies, and it just, like each list, each list has its own style and thing of its own. This one tends to skew. Uh, All lists will spark debate, and, yeah. you know... We did an episode on the old app before last year's Super Bowl, the three of us, and there was very few repeats, I think, in our sports list. Yeah. It, it you know, goes into taste and, and things like that. So I'm a big fan of Rocky. I'd, I'd have that, I think, number one on my list would be Rocky, the first one. So. I think Hoosiers would be for me. Hoop Dreams is very solid. And um, yeah. some things, you know, you, Hoosiers, Moneyball... You know, I watch because of the drama and the seriousness and kind of, you know, the underdog thing and how emotional part for me. But then, you know, I like to enjoy Major League. I mean, it's pretty silly. Yeah. And it's enjoyable. And that's why I like it. You know, yeah. and, uh, something too, like even, like Remember the Titans too, or, you know, one of yeah, those. Yeah, that things. did. That, that, wasn't, even, wasn't, on the, that list, was yeah. not even on the list. That was one movie I forgot about. It was not even yeah. on the list. Remember the Titans. And that would be top five for me. Yeah. I mean, and again, that's, that's another one that's kind of, I think people know and like. And yeah. Can quote yeah. and everything like that. So. In your opinion, or what's your favorite movie? Oh, favorite sports movie. I feel like, oh man, yeah, I, mean, I have a partial on. favoritism towards Major League Two. Major League One is a classic. Yeah, Major League Two, really? Yeah, that's one of the first ones I've seen in full. Oh, well, that's man. He's not. He. I know. I think nice. at least the little meta nods that Wesley Snipes becoming an action star and that whole Black yeah. Hammer, White Thunder yeah. one. Jack Major Parker League was a hateable heel in that movie. There's a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense in that movie. Yeah, I, yeah, but I don't know. I'll agree with you. Major League Two is, in my opinion, it's a good movie. I, I like Major League One a little better, but Major League Two is a good movie on its own. Just yeah, Major League One is far better than number two, but two is one of those ones I'd see on TV every weekend. Stop and watch. Yeah, and I'd stop and watch. That's around the time of Rookie of the Year, Sandlot. And, you know, I will ride for Little Big League all day. Oh, I love that, that movie. Boring. I love and rookie of the year, which I, or Angels in the Outfield, which I yeah. think are sillier. Yeah, they're both a little silly. I like yeah. the Sandlot. Sandlot would be a top twenty-five for me. That's another um, strong movie. That is a strong movie, yeah. and it's got a strong message in it too. And plus, yeah. James Earl Jones. It's yeah. a sweet movie. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. But it's not like over the top like Angels in the Outfield or a little unbelievable like Rookie yeah. of the Year. Yeah. Plus, you know, Little Big League. It's got major leaguers. It's like Ken Griffey Jr. and Randy Johnson, who uh, you know, those are some of my favorite players growing up. Uh, they're kind of the bad guys, yeah. actually. 
Carlos Baerga's in it. He strikes out. It's pretty good. It's got Jonathan Silverman. I mean, I don't know. I will advocate for that movie every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Little Big League was very boring. It just felt like it was the pacing was slow, and I just really couldn't yeah. get into it. That montage, you know, because every sports movie has a montage, and a baseball has a montage. Baseball movies, you know, when they're getting better, and it's score to run around Sue. I don't know what it is. I like it. So each person has their own taste and likes. What are the ones that are you think? What are some of the ones that got left off? Yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Oh, uh, Sunset Park. I like Sunset Park. Maybe. Oh, it was a basketball movie. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen Sunset Park, so maybe opinions changed. I feel like Coach Carter would probably be on there as well in the ilk of Remember the Titans. That is the like late 90s, early 2000s, the heyday of the struggling team yeah and then there's a new coach with, who has a new way of thinking and whips everybody in the with, shape with a real life implement behind it yeah so, i mean remember yeah. the titans we are marshals like that yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to go to the comedy route like happy gilmore dodgeball and tyler Degan nights was i'm surprised yeah. both those made the list but i've seen those multiple times and i don't see many movies multiple times. And adam sandler and will ferrell kind of have their own subgenre of sports movies if you think about yeah. it i mean adam sandler did golf and a little bit of hockey you yeah. know obviously he's done two football movies right Wolf Ferrell's at least dipped into like sports that don't don't get into recognition because really <sighs> how many racing movies can you name with like NASCAR I can only think of two off right of Days, of Thunder. Days of Thunder, Days of Thunder. <laughs> yeah yeah so he also um, did so. kicking and screaming he did streaming soccer yeah, so, yeah. he did the uh, blades of glory ice skating yeah Semi-pro, which is terrible, actually. It's not a good movie. Yeah. Uh, the, but like commercials were worth every bit of it. I think that's one of those, yeah, where they burned all the good jokes in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trailers. But, uh, but uh, he's got some. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot we don't... And they just... The, kind of the Disney run again in the late 90s, like Little Giants. Yeah. Oh, Little yeah, Giants. Little Giants, a good one. Wow. Yeah. yeah, there's some other great ones, too. Friday Night Lights, which actually kind of got eclipsed by the TV show. I think people actually probably hold the TV show in the yeah, higher scene. Yeah. Not that the, you know, Varsity Blues. I mean, there's just yeah. a bunch of movies like that. They're entertaining. And then also ones that just no one saw, but I think would probably be decent. Like, what's that one with Kevin Costner where he's coaching a cross-country team? Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The one I remember with Kevin Costner is the uh, baseball one. where Oh, Jack ball of the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, the rookie. I mean, the rookie is another. You know, kind of, again, that like life story of yeah. the dog. You know, with Dennis Quaid. So. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. That's what I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking of. So. I don't know. There's just a whole bunch of movies, right? All the right moves, you could say, is a sports movie with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Heaven um, can wait with the ramps. There's a bunch. Yeah. It's just what your taste is. McFarlane mm-hmm. USA. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a cross country one. That's a cross country one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I disagree with on this Vulture list is they really have chariots of fire. I mean, nobody, I think our age, we're all about the same age, and nobody our age or younger probably knows or hears or cares about chariots of fire. Even the theme song, I think, yeah. is, I mean, it was nice back in the day, but it was still low, though, for a lot of people. Yeah. It was, I think, 17, I think, on the list, chariots of fire. Maybe I need to watch it again. Yeah, I mean, it's, I know a lot of people in the age group before us, I know that a lot of people love that movie, but not many people would want to really, it, it was the four minute mile, right? Chariots of fire was about the British Olympic oh, team. That's right. In that's, the 20s. right. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of something else. I mean, there's, you know, there's two movies that with Steve Prefontaine. That's, um, I forget which one's supposed to be good. Without Limits and Pre. I think yeah. Without Limits is supposed to be the better one. Yeah. And then there's even the, uh, the was it Owen? Is that the name of the, the one about Desi Owens? Uh, yeah, there's that one. I, you know, yeah. 42. There's yeah. all these other ones. 
the Ernie Davis one. Oh, the Express. Yeah. yeah. And then and you even got like TV movies like Brian's Song. Brian's Song is oh, not yeah, on this I'm list. I'm surprised. That, yeah. I remember watching they that. Bang the drum slowly, but they don't mention Brian's Song. I mean, I dare you not to cry. Yeah. Uh, that, when you that, watch that. Either one. Either the original or the remake. Yeah. I saw that when I was in eighth grade. And yeah. that, that movie made me yeah. fall I feel, like the, I feel like the original was so much better with Bernie Casey and James Caan. I feel like that one is such a better movie. The remake is with Mackay Pfeiffer, and, and but there's so many. Glory Road. It's yeah. an easy movie to make. Um, yeah. There was that one last year, right? I forgot what it was called. It's like an inspirational one where that volleyball player died and the whole team rallied. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot what that one was called. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to that one. But yeah. Talk What's up the worst sorts movie you've ever seen, Earl? What do you oh, think? Oh, boy. Yikes. Major League 3. All day. All day, Major League 3 is the worst. Oh, yeah. The back to the oh, liners. Yes. Yeah, that's bad. It uh, was straight garbage. When the lights went off, I turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> that's how uh, bad Sean, it was. Sean Mayer is the guy who played Brian Pickle. Oh, okay. in the so, remake, so. Nobody. Yeah, he, nobody. he was in uh, Firefly. He was in those type oh, of okay. movies, so. One movie, a couple movies that were discussed, like Eddie. Eddie discussed the movie The Program. You know, the program is famous or infamous for that scene that they cut out. I mean, it's, you think about it now, it's kind of unprecedented. I mean, for people who don't know, when the program came out, there was a scene where players lay down in the middle of the road and then, you know, just because they're, I think, high on something or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, of course, some dum-dums did it themselves. They got killed. So they actually pulled the movie and recut it and cut that scene out. But... I don't remember much more about it than that, and James Caan is in it, right? I think. It was also directed and written by David S. Ward, who wrote the Major League series, the first uh, two. Yeah. Halle Berry That's was it. in it as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's often, you know, there's just so many to talk about. I mean, it's hard to make a list up of them. It really is. And um, especially when you try to make, like, a lower list, like, yeah. you do top 25 or top yeah. 10. It really is about preference, because, I mean, there's a vast pool of sports movies I, in that. The more we talk about it, the more I think of other movies, like Necessary Roughness, Johnny Be Good, Gridiron Gang, right? That's the one with The Rock and Exhibit. Wildcats, the first pairing of Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Yeah. What's cool, though, especially when you look at older sports movies now, is because a lot like war movies you have to have a deep cast because there's a lot of people you're yeah. filling out teams right yeah. so when you look back at like angel outfield oh matthew mcconaughey is in this movie right what's his name adrian brody is in this movie mm-hmm. rudy it's like rudy's like tutor best friend is john favreau you know the guy who gives him a hard time that o'brien guy you know that's like young vince vaughn it's always kind of a treat to watch those movies back and say oh well that guy's a star now yeah that's kind of cool it's funny when you talk about rudy the first thing i think of i don't even think about everybody hoisting on the shoulders i always think about that charles s dutton line he said look at you you're five foot nothing 100 and nothing and you want to play football (laughs) that's the thing that stands out the most yeah, I think that scene, right, and the um, you know it's kind of made up, but the one where um, that uniform, the uniforms. Yeah. yeah, my brother and I would uh, always quote like, "What's that? Yeah, who's the wild man now?" Like you know, like that one. And uh, I think that like for my brother and I, the sports movies that we probably quote the most are probably Rudy and Remember the Titans. I don't know why we just enjoy that line where um, Will Patton is like, "You guys need to shut it down, right?" And he's just like, "We're not getting another yard." And like you blitz until blah blah. That's that and um, in the training, right? When he's like jump on that football like a starving man on a Christmas ham, you know, or something like that. So uh, 
Honestly, yeah. for me, the most quotable movies are actually the more comedy versions, like Major League. Major League, love, of course, I love, yeah. I love Major League, and actually, um, Talladega Nights and Dodgeball. Talladega Nights, I mean, that's the thing I was telling Brad, is that, you know, I have to admit, I've never seen Dodgeball, but yeah. I know the quotes. I yeah. mean, you know. Dodge exactly. Rich, you can Dodgeball. Yeah, exactly. Bam, right in the face. Exactly. So. I mean, obviously, that's where the Ocho originated yeah. Yeah. as, you know, things like that. And, you know, Major League, unfortunately, it's like, you know, if we want to keep this not explicit, we probably have to. There's not a lot of quotes that we can say in major league yeah that, uh, uh, but, yeah uh, talking uh, about deities hitting curveballs playing uh, third base as a matador yeah, yeah, the seriousness of heart attacks. Yeah. So you know, Willie Mays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, yeah, it's, yeah, a, I mean, it's a spiritual thing. It's an emotional thing. Or a heart attack. Who said heart attack? I did. I did. <laughs> or you know, it's like you may run like Mays, but you hit the uh, you know. I can't yeah. say the rest. <laughs> oh my god, that's why I have number two and number one. Two was just because that's the first one I saw of that and Rookie of the Year and Sandlot. Yes, I know Rookie of the Year is so over the top, but I like it. Yeah. You know, um, I go to a lot of autograph shows, and Earl, you've been to them before, yeah. too. And a couple years ago, I think maybe the last one I went to, or maybe two ones before, um, they had Thomas Ian Nichols, who was uh, the Rookie of the Year guy and was in American Pie. And, yeah. like, he just walked right by me. I'm like, that's him. Wow, he was in American Pie? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, wow. he's the guy yeah. who stresses for them to make the bet. Oh, uh, He's okay. the one who's dating Tara Reid, I think. Uh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Because yeah. when I think of Rookie of the Year, I think of Gary Busey. Yeah. And, John Candy uh, was also. Uh, I'm Daniel Stern. Yeah, those are, those are the two I think of the most. So, man, that movie. I always got... The kid's always secondary about that when I'm thinking about that in the movie, but yeah. Yeah, John Candy was in there. In the, yeah, oh, in yeah, the he was. I mean, I, yeah. another underutilized role for John Candy, which not much longer after that he would pass away. Oh, and John Candy, that's another sports movie we didn't talk about. Cool Runnings. Cool I mean, Runnings, yeah. 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 Oh like my God. If you ask yeah. anyone about Cool Runnings, you probably get a lot of people yeah. who will tell you, man, Cool Runnings. Man, Leon was in that, Dougie Doug. Uh, Dougie Doug. Yes, yeah. Dougie Doug. And I know... We talked about, in addition, another episode, I talked about The Sixth Man with Kadeem Hardison and Earl oh, Lands. Your yeah, that's, there's a lot of lame movies in the 90s like that. Six Man, Celtic Pride. Celtic that's, Pride. That's the oh, one where they kidnapped Danny. Yeah, with yeah. Dan Aykroyd I, and Daniel Stern. Yeah. yeah. I loved all the Stern mentions, but uh, honestly, out of all the sports movies I've seen, I haven't seen many, but just thinking off the top of my head, that would probably be the worst one I've seen. It was okay, but I mean, it just got a little out there at the end. You so, know okay. I'm surprised we didn't mention Space Jam. Space Jam? I like Space Jam. I like Space Jam. It's cultural relevance, and it had, as I mentioned with Mitchell Northern in the previous episode, one of the best soundtracks for a sports movie ever. Yes, it did. Uh, Except the R. Kelly stuff. Also, you know, his behavior outside of that... I just feel like I believe I can fly is just overplayed anyway. I didn't like that song because it's... They, they They did overplay it, yeah, but I mean, but at the time... That was a good song. I mean, not his old personality and all that, but as a singer in general, I mean, that was not a bad song. Um, it just, it's I, overplayed. It, yeah, it's, I don't even think song? it's one of the better songs, honestly. And the problem with that is, I'm glad we were sort of shifting subjects. The problem is we'll never be able to separate any artists from their music and what they do away from the mic because there's a lot of people, if you were to do that, we'd have a very empty list of music because there's a lot of people who did a lot sure. of questionable stuff. Yeah. The Space Jam soundtrack, does that have Quad City DJs on that? Yeah, the right? Space Jam. There's Monica yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. There's Hit 'em High with LL uh, Buster Rhymes. Oh, uh, Method yeah. Man. Uh, who else? Yeah. Then there's Basketball Jones with, with Barry White and Chris Rock. I feel like basketball movies, maybe they're more missed than hit. I mean, I think 
There's also like Joanna Man. Oh, oh. <laughs> There's also uh, Eddie. Remember got Eddie with R. Yeah, and Malik Sealy. Exactly and Dwayne Schultz uh, now. Yeah, yeah. Man, you're bringing up some yeah. bad memories on that one. It's not a sports movie, I, but I just want to give a George Mearson shout out. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I heard he was in Salisbury. Yeah, yeah my giant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. Which is, yeah. yeah, I oh, watched my yeah. giant. Yeah, it's a long time. I mean, it's loosely based on on Billy Crystal's time hanging around Andre the Giant, but yeah, yeah. Oh man! If you ever get a chance, I'll recommend this. And I like cross promoting other things I've seen. There's this website, this YouTube channel called Wrestling with Regret, where they do movie reviews on wrestling oh, yeah. ones. And they did what a body yeah. slam with the Tonga Kid and Roddy Piper. Oh yeah, yeah! I actually saw that movie, and that one was. Uh I was younger when I saw that. I was like, oh, that's cool. They've got wrestling in a movie. I, I, at the time, I was like, I've never seen that before. And uh, that one had a lot of uh, a lot of wrestlers in it, too. It was a lot of wrestlers yeah, at the time. Ric Flair had a cameo. I think Freddie Blassie yeah. was there. It was a ton yeah. of guys. It was a ton of guys. Oh, yeah. Captain Lou was in there. Captain Lou, yeah. Because I know you two are obviously big wrestling fans. Besides the wrestler, is there any definitive wrestling movie? I mean, Earl, I've been trying to talk Brad into seeing um, Fighting With My Family because that's, that, that's, that that's a wrestling out, movie. That, that comes out next week, actually. So that yeah. might be our... Um, yeah. It's kind of odd because, like I said, I've, I've told Ben about my, my sort of my beef with uh, wrestling actors. And it's because, for the most part, we've seen them act in a wrestling ring especially like Steve Austin and the rock and all those. I mean, I've seen most of what they do in a wrestling ring. So seeing them act in something different, it just, it does, it doesn't strike me as the best. So there's not been many movies about wrestling in general. Yeah. Um, wrestling. In general. Uh, there, there have been movies about wrestlers. Like I know they've done a couple about Andre the giant recently. Oh, wrestling of shadows. That's a good documentary. Yeah. yeah that's ben, I'd say, suggest that's probably maybe the ilk of, I'm trying to think of, not when we were no i'm not even going to compare it to when we were king it's we something were just yeah. if you, you i would recommend wrestling with shadows it's legit it's actual legit. Yeah, yeah behind yeah, the scenes yeah, yeah. it's actually it's the night of the montreal screw job you have to watch that ben i would recommend that movie in general that is yeah. really good I, I forgot all about that movie yeah that's actually one you would probably want would to see. you guys i remember brad you and i've talked about this but i can't remember would you guys recommend that rick flair one that 30 for 30 oh rick yeah Kimba? yeah that's i'd recommend it yeah, that's a good one. It's different. Um, it's very candid. I mean, Ric Flair is very candid in his interviews. With most wrestlers, they stay in character when they do interviews. And Flair was was very uh, poignant and um, very, very truthful about with his comments. So that's a good one. And I've heard the, the one that they did, I think it was HBO, about Andre the Giant. I've heard that one's a real that's good one, so too. Much I haven't seen it. That's but, a really good uh, one. The referee, remember, Brad, the referee Tim White with the lunchtime suicides? <laughs> yeah, he, he was Andre's handler, so he was there yes. for most of the stuff. So you got to talk to him. Yeah, they have Hogan in there, and sometimes yeah. I feel like with Hogan, he sort of goes over with some of the story. It's like, yeah, yeah. Vince in there. Slapping 900 pounds, and he had a heart attack after the match. Yeah, in front of a million people. So, Ben, the story the, the about Hulk Hogan is every time he talks about he body slams Andre the Giant, his weight fluctuates, the size of the crowd fluctuates, and how soon yes. after he dies uh, fluctuates. Yeah, exactly. Because if that's, what, 87, he died, what, really six, seven years later. I think his last appearance in WWE was 91, I think. And he was in WCW for a couple of appearances. Yeah, I think it was like 90, Yeah, 90, I think. So, um yeah, Hulk Hogan has a has a tendency to um, exaggerate a lot of stats. 
Yeah, even on the stand in court. But that's a different story for a different time. I know we're running a little low on time. I know one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about are the Oscars and some of the categories of film credit that I like watching. He talked about if you want to do a best movie category, the best way you should pick it is you should have the winner of each of the different categories, best foreign film, best animated film, best documentary, things like that. And each one of those goes on to represent the best picture. Oh, yeah. And then you have those different categories. That way, there's not a whole bunch of other movies that get any love with anything else. But I thought that would be an interesting idea. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, then that case, Goodbye Basketball, the Kobe Bryant one would have been maybe would have been a nominee and things like that. And I feel like that would be better than a whole bunch of other stuff and movies I haven't seen. Well, I mean, I I guess the argument against that is that um, you're mixing the genres up too much. And some people just, you know, aren't into documentaries or, you know. Plus, I mean, they they do give credence to, I mean, there's been movies that got robbed. And I mean, they're in the same category as the movie that won the Oscars. I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I think you would need. You mean like overall? Yeah, like overall. Maybe like like a couple of seven, the seven best or whatever the best movie categories and their genres go. And then maybe like two or three wild cards. Yeah, I mean, best picture, yeah, there's some snubs, and I think looking back, we already have some, yeah, like what Brad said, that should have won, but didn't. Um, yeah. You know, I think so, a couple of examples off the top of my head, I would say. Um, yeah, I couldn't think of any off my I head. would say Crash over Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. I would also say maybe uh, Saving Private Ryan or Thin Red Line. You know, they lost to Shakespeare in Love. You know, Pulp Fiction over, I mean, this is debatable because people love Forrest Gump, but you could say Pulp Fiction over Forrest Gump. Gump. Yeah. But, I mean, now that we look back in the lens, you know, what still has, what movies are still held up in the high esteem and have cultural relevance? Like, yeah. Whoever talks about the English patient, whoever talks about, uh, actually, most of the times when um, people talk about Crash, it's to say just how terrible it is. What about the <laughs> artists? That? Nobody, nobody yeah, watches silent film movies. The artist is another one, I think. I, I, I'm not really sure. And maybe that's you just have to go. Maybe the voters just said we're going to go against the grain or yeah. whatever. And whoever brought in the most money, like a Snoop Dogg would say, money, money, money. That's all it is. It's yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, the last silent film movie I saw was Mel Brooks' silent movie. That's the last one I saw. That's a 1973 yeah. movie that I saw, what, in the 90s, early 2000s? That's my thing. I mean, some of these movies, I don't trust maybe like the MTV Music Awards and the Movie Awards because, my opinion, I don't go see many movies anymore. And I don't agree with a lot of the pop culture stuff. But then some of these artistic movies that get the awards and the Oscars, they look boring. Yeah. Like, we yeah. watched The Shape of Water. You know what that'll be forever known yeah. as? I mean, I'm not really I'm not really sure how that's gonna, that one's going to hold up. I mean... I do like, like in this year's crop, I haven't seen all the movies. Um, as much as I love Black Panther and like Black Klansman and uh, some of these other ones. I don't know. I still like Roma the best. I don't know if it'll win because it is a foreign film. It, yeah. is, um, it is subtitled and in black and white. I, but maybe that's what the people are thinking. I, I, you know. I really think the Green Book, and I haven't seen the Green Book, but there's been a lot of buzz about it. I really think it's probably going to, it's like, I don't want to say the favorite, but I think a lot of people going in might go for it. And I think there's better movies than that. And, I guarantee know. you, if the Green Book wins, yeah. two or three years from now, we're going to be like, that was really dumb. I feel like, yeah. like that one's interesting. Like, look at Denzel winning his award, his Oscar for Training Day. There's two reasons he won it. One, because I don't think it was his best role. Malcolm X, in my opinion, was his best role. 
Yeah. The other reason yeah. is because Russell Crowe threw a phone at somebody, and that's the only reason that Denzel won because Russell Crowe couldn't stop acting a fool. Well, in Denzel's defense, he took an otherwise blah movie, and uh, you know that movie there was originally a script with Samuel Jackson and Matt Damon instead of Ethan Hawke and Denzel. And he lifted up the material. Which he has a, a yeah. history of doing. He's just, him. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, he's fantastic in that role. Yeah. Um, um, no, that's not his best role, but that's, sometimes that's not what happens. I mean, you know, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio won for The Revenant, but I don't know if that was his best role. I mean, no. but, you know, most famously, Al Pacino in Son of a Woman. That's yeah. not his best role, no. but sometimes it's just like a cumulative effect. You're like, yeah. okay, now's your time. And yeah. just, this is good enough. Just like Sally Field. So, yeah. Field, yeah. yeah, I mean, and then you have people who come out of nowhere, Jennifer Hudson, Jamie yeah. Foxx. Yeah. We all know Morgan Freeman and Denzel got snubbed on Oscar awards before. They finally, I forgot, did Denzel win his first one for Glory or was yeah. it, uh, yeah. it Morgan, it was, was that Morgan Freeman's one too? I mean, or was that Driving Miss Daisy? I mean, Morgan Freeman, um, I'd have to look it up. I think he won one for Million Dollar Baby. And I know he was nominated maybe for Unforgiven. I don't know if he won for that one. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, if you want to bring it back to this year, you know, Glenn Close, I think, has been nominated like seven times um, for an Oscar. People seem to really enjoy her performance. And um, gosh, I, I don't know what that movie's called because no one's seen it. But um, and maybe she'll win it um, the, yeah, because the of the wife or something. Yeah, the maybe. wife. And yeah. Maybe and maybe that's one of those things. Again, like it's a cumulative Oscar. Like, OK, yeah. you know, you got passed over. This is your, like your kind of yeah. lifetime achievement. Mark, Morgan Freeman's lone Oscar win has been uh, was in 2005 as a supporting actor for Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. So, uh, but he was nominated for Invictus as Best Actor yeah. in the uh, Shawshank Redemption with Best oh, Actor. Oh yeah. Um, and um, Best Actor in 1990s Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, okay. So he's been nominated, but um, it was uh, Million Dollar Baby was his one and only win so yeah. far. I, so, I, I yeah. think sometimes it's all about the money because hey, Anna Paquin has an Oscar, but. You know, when you look at yeah. that, you would have thought that career would have kept going, but not always a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's yeah. why I should do young Oscar. But I mean, like, and, and, and you know, just like just like athletes, you know, like an athlete can have a like fantastic year or two, and then just never do anything again. Um, Roger you know, Maris, some people, yeah, like I, I mean, and not that Anna Paquin is. I mean, she's still working. She's still a decent actor. People seem to like her. Mm-hmm. But you know, that was kind of a life once in a lifetime role for her. Um, yeah, you, you know, um, it's you know, it just things like, lined up uh, properly for yeah. her. like Peyton Hillis. I think yeah. that would be an idea. Maybe bring back the young Oscars for for different age groups, so that way, unless their role beats the whole field, I feel like you should have one for young actors as well. I mean, they did, used to do it. Maybe I feel like you oversaturate a little bit or like the old, you know, the argument of like everybody gets a trophy kind of thing. It's like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I'd do a war for most promising actor because there's somebody who has a promise but never, either never fulfills it. And just like Rookie of the Year, just like the Rookie of the Year awards. Like I said, Marty Cordova beat out some, no, Bob Hamlin beat out somebody and ended up being a Hall of Famer. So the weirdest things happen. But uh, I guess we yeah. do a quick rundown on the awards. Your thoughts on who do you think would win the best movie <clears throat> running through quick actor supporting role? Mahashala Ali, Green Book, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, yeah. Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Sam Rockwell, Vice. It probably would be Mahashala Ali, I would just say. I mean, I know he's already won one, yeah. but, um, you know, people seem to like that movie. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that would be, be for me. 
I'll say Adam Driver just because that way Spike Lee, a Spike Lee movie will get its Oscar nod, and then everybody will say, shut up. <laughs> that's what, that's how it feels like the Academy will be sometimes. Have you seen Black Clansman? I have not seen it. I, there's a bunch <laughs> of movies I do want to see. Yeah. You have a Regal. I'm not sponsored by Regal, but if you have a Regal, um, I don't know if you can still buy it, but uh, they have that Regal movie pass. Because Roma is Netflix exclusive, they don't have that, but they you are showing the other seven movies for 35 bucks, which is a great deal, I think. So um, He's looking at actress in a supporting role right now. Yeah. Okay, so. let's run those down. Amy Adams in Vice, Marina mm-hmm. de Tavira, Roma, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone, The Favorite, Rachel Vice, The Favorite. I wouldn't be surprised if Regina King took that one, honestly. Yeah, um, there's a lot of buzz on that movie. She's just um, quietly good. You don't ever get... She always is good for a couple Emmys and everything like that. And that's a, I haven't seen that movie, but that's pretty good. I think... I wonder if the old Rachel Weisz, Emma Stone, you know, their votes are going to cancel each other out, divide the vote. Amy Adams, I just haven't... I mean, people pan Weisz, um, I, um, and it's not, it's not good, and... Um, I know Kate did. Yeah, I enjoyed the woman who was in Roma. I just don't know if she's going to win. Yeah, it would be nice if Regina King wins. That way, Huey and Riley Freeman get an Oscar. Actor in the lead role. Uh, Christian Bale, Vice. Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. Remy Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody. Viggo Morganson, Green Book. I think all signs point to Rami Malek. He's basically swept all the other awards, um, Golden yeah. Globe, SAGs. I think it's his and to even, lose. And, he, and even though I have not seen any of the four movies, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and R- Rami Malek should win that award. He yeah. was that good in that movie, in my opinion. I'm, so. I'm going to say, just because cause it's the Academy and sometimes weird stuff wins, Willem Dafoe gets the Oscar. I'm going with that because it's Willem Dafoe. It might be another lifetime one because I heard Bradley Cooper's role in The Stars Born was not good. Lady Gaga's was better. And just because Remy Malik won all of those, the whole Brian Singer thing might tint that. Eh, maybe. But you know, it's, that, now I everybody mean, wants to be. I, mean, uh, I agree that controversy does hurt you, but I, I don't think that's. I think Mal's performance kind of outweighs the controversy, in my opinion. Yeah, but. and I heard the movie was eh, but his performance was the best part of it. I agree with you on that one. So, all right. Actress in a leading role, Yalitza Aparicio, Roma, Glenn Close, The Wife, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Uh, I, you know, I like the nominees. They're very diverse. You know, Melissa McCarthy is a nice choice. I spoke about this in our podcast, but Yalitza Aparicio, you know, who's in Roma, this is her first role ever. Basically, her sister wanted to go out for this role, and then she got pregnant. Like, well, you shouldn't, you know, waste the audition, like the opportunity. So she went instead of her sister, and uh, she landed this role, and uh, she's very good. Again, having said that, I would probably put the odds on Glenn Close again. Um, I haven't seen it. Um, I know it's playing here or in Ocean City, and maybe I'll be able to catch that. But this might be one of those like. It's your time finally going close. I know it's a good role for you, and uh, we'll give it to you for this. So I think that's what it's going to be. You know, something's telling me Lady Gaga might pull a Jennifer Hudson and get this award because, hey, everybody raved over her role. And while Glenn Close is basically, in my opinion, Meryl Streep without the Oscars, actually, my brain says Lady Gaga. My heart going to say Melissa McCarthy. They might give it to her just because you never know. That would be, I mean, you know. That would be an upset. Yeah, that would be, that'd be a big upset. It, but it'd be an interesting upset. But I think Melissa McCarthy, it's like, it's kind of an honor to be, you know, like the nomination is the award. Yeah. She, she slowly so. might be pulling the Tom Hanks. Go from big, well, well, Tom Hanks wasn't a big TV star. They're really, 
other what Jennifer Aniston might be the only big TV star to big movie star, but I don't think there's been big TV star to become a big award winning actor. Even Denzel wasn't a big TV star on Saint Elsewhere. Animated feature film: Incredibles Two, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. I really like Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. I do too, but th- this category is the hardest one it's in my stacked. opinion. To it's pick. pretty stacked. It is a stacked. Uh, because I've seen most of the movies on this list. And uh, Isle of Dogs, even though there wasn't much fanfare for it, it was a solid movie. And The Incredibles 2 was great, too. But I just love Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So, I mean... If they did that, that would be a, just a really good sign. Like, okay, you know, you guys are kind of with it. You understand. Yeah. Um, so that would be my pick, yeah. They could you, say, you, well, here's your comic book movie. Sorry, Black Panther, you're not getting a shot. So, directing. Let's go. Best. Oh, directing. Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Pavel Palakowski, Cold War, Yorgos Lanthimos, The Favorite, Alfonso Cuaron, Roma, Adam McKay, Vice. Um, The folks really love Alfonso Cuaron. So, again, for Roma. And I can see where... If Roma does not win for Best Picture, they would give it to him for Best Director and split that. It'd be nice if Spike won. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's his best movie, but again, you know... It's not about your best movie. It's just what the culture is. You know, his movie is very kind of culturally relevant, even though it is based in the you know in the early seventies. But um, you know, it's still touching on a lot of things that are um, to the forefront uh, in twenty nineteen. So, and then we go. Yeah, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. Again, I would think I really like Roma, but I, I can see where Roma would not win, and I can see it being. I can see the Green Book doing it um, just because, even though like no one seems to like it, and you know it's funny. It's like if Spider Man into the Spider Verse is kind of like okay, you guys kind of have your finger on the pulse. Yeah, I can see where Green Book being winning would be the opposite. Be like. You guys don't get it. There are other movies that are better there, better than that. Yeah. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, and you know what? Maybe I'm just cynical and jaded. I feel like that movie is just, um, and, you know, it's based on true stories, so I'm not going to hate on that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it gives a good message, but I just feel like it's kind of, that movie is an example of kind of just like award bait 101, yeah. you know? I mean, the premise and, um, I mean, not again, not to take away from the actors, I mean, Viggo Mortensen and um, Marshall Lee, they're great actors. Um, I like their work. Um, they've done some good things, but I don't know. This one just seems like it's a little little pandering. Yeah, this one might be your, your typical toss-up, but... Um or um, I can see the favorite just sliding on in there, maybe because yeah. uh, the other ones are well willing to tell. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you look at Black Panther, Afrofuturistic. Then you have Green Book, a historical look back in the old days before things were right. Then you have Black Klansman, who also, you know, you look at that, that's a little bit later than the Green Book. Then I'll you say, got Bohemian Rhapsody, which is your um, look at Queen in general, but Freddie Mercury and, and to an extent. So, I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say historical movies, but a lot of like uh, documentary-ish movies. Yeah. I always wonder what Bohemian Rhapsody would have been like if uh, Sasha Baron Cohen had played Freddie Mercury. Because I mean, well, I know he wanted a little bit more, a little more realistic, a little more serious. And I've heard different stories about Bohemian Rhapsody where they wanted to do the movie where Freddie dies in the middle, and then it's just how the group responds yeah, after that, which yeah. would have been awful because. You know, that'd been like doing a Jackson movie. Like, oh, yeah, you have Michael die in the first few minutes. And yeah, and now it's everybody else yeah. just figuring out what the hell are we going to do now? Which, again, yeah. wouldn't be a very good story. No. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I am debating. Uh, let's just say I'll be shocked if either Black Panther or Black Klansman win. I will say, and I heard Vice wasn't really good. And like I said, listen no, to Keith's review, it was, wasn't good. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I will see it because it's part of this ticket package. Um, he panned it. And what I've read and the summaries I've read, I'm very disappointed because that trailer really hyped me up. I was like, oh, you know, it's like. Christian Bale doing one of his transformation things. And Amy Adams is really... A, you think about, you know, this is the same woman from um, Talladega in? Nights. She's good in that. And, um, you know, she's usually a very good actor. Uh, and just, I don't know. But I guess they just kind of... Adam McKay kind of dropped the ball on this one. Yeah, it looked like it wasn't a good one. That, like you said, with some movies, they saved the best for the trailers. We all could have got Next Day aired after that one. Those are the main ones, yeah. Yeah, those, those are the real main ones, honestly. So. Yeah, I... Yeah, at least the good thing is we can look back at this a few days later after this airs, and we can say, okay, how much... I think maybe when we do the episode, I'm going to hedge my bets. I'll just say exactly the opposite of what I just said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's uh, it's the equivalent of um, filling out multiple brackets, uh, Mark's Madness. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You just got to figure out who is UMBC in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben and Brad, I do appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you guys got a podcast to record, but I wanted to let people know if they wanted to talk movies with you guys, what are the best ways they can connect with you? Uh, Yeah, um, you know, we're still kind of under the radar, which is fine, whatever. You can find us on iTunes, and if you want to be the first person who's ever emailed us, you can do so at... Movies and a meal, OG at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we'd be glad to hear from you. Positive, negative, it's fine. It's all good. Yeah. So, again, we would be talking about movies anyway. Yeah. Um, and we would be hanging out with each other and, you know, yeah. um, debating on this stuff. Anyway, going to the movies. So basically, all we've done is just add a microphone and record our thoughts, posterity. That's it. Uh, but yeah but thanks for having us Earl. like yeah. i said it's good to talk about sports yeah and it's good to talk about movies as well and i thought this would be a great time and a great way to talk about both of the genres together i'd like to thank brad wilkins and ben penserger for participating in this interview and i look forward to having them back again with keith demko as well our next episode will be a little bit different from the norm this one will be a special look back at the holidays and my first on location recording of the podcast which features several members of my family including previous guests such as my cousin theran dennis and my brother edward holland as well as my nephew chaudrey johnson and much more you can always listen to new or past episodes on apple itunes google play radio stitcher radio podbean and the iHeartRadio app until next time this is earl holland saying thanks for listening and have a great week you've been listening to the sports refuge podcast for more information about our show and our guests go to our website at thesportsrefuge.com follow us on twitter at the sports refuge on instagram at sports refuge sports blog and on facebook at the sports refuge sports blog thank you for listening